Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's get started, though, with uh, what is going on in British Columbia, the flooding that we've all been observing. And joining us is Richard Zussman, reporter for Global BC. Richard, thank you very much for taking the time. How would you describe the situation today? Uh, Devastating, Roy. This morning we got news from the coroner in British Columbia that five people have died uh, due to the storm. Uh, These were landslides close to Lillooet, British Columbia. Uh, We knew up until today that one person had died and they were still searching uh, sad news. Uh, the search has come back. They have discovered uh, in total now uh, four bodies, uh, and uh, they haven't discovered the fifth, although they say the search has just been impossible due to the condition. So pretty devastating news in B.C. this morning around that. And, you know, there's also a sense of panic in the province. You, you ran a clip there from Premier John Horgan. Uh, yesterday, the province announcing uh, new orders that are now in place. It includes gas rationing. And because of that, we've seen a run on gas. And we are expecting a shortage here in B.C. due to the fact that Trans Mountain Pipeline has had to be turned off. It suffered significant damage during the storm. But B.C. still has supply. Uh, But because of the rationing in place, a maximum of 30 litres, people in Metro Vancouver and Victoria are rushing to gas stations here in Victoria. I'm looking at a gas station right now that has zeros all on the board, out of gas. A number of other stations are like that as well. People are worried. Uh, People are uh, stressed out. Uh, They are uncertain about what the next few days are going to bring. And then that doesn't even factor in those people who are still out of their homes in Merritt, more than 7,000 people there. There are more than 10,000 British Columbians in total across the province out of their homes. So, you know, the weather has improved. But as we assess the damage here, it is significant, both physical damage and the damage it's taking, you know, the toll on the mental health of British Columbians across the province. Yeah, I can only try to imagine what uh, what you're experiencing. In British Columbia, Richard, your description is, is so uh, so direct and so vivid. 30 litres of gasoline is the recommendation. 30 litres really essentially uh, would be just a top-up for most of us most of the time. But you also point out that uh, 30 litres may, in fact, not be available, uh, depending on where you are in, in British Columbia at this particular time. If you if you extend beyond the gasoline and we get to food and water, um, diesel, medical supplies, how's yeah. that all working out? So the province is improving its ability to get to distribution lines. We are getting a lot of help. And, and thank you from the bottom of our hearts in British Columbia for the rest of the people in this country who are helping. We are getting food and goods from Alberta, from Saskatchewan. Uh, Our American friends are helping. Gas is on the way via barge from California and Oregon and and from Washington State. We're also getting products from those places as well. Uh, There has been a run in some cases on food, uh, but we have been told by the big grocers here there is not a shortage, that the supply lines are starting to be reopened as debris is being removed from roadways and roadways are being deemed sound to drive on for essential reasons only. Again, the guidance in BC, and if you're listening in Alberta or anywhere else, do not come to British Columbia for non-essential travel reasons. The roadways have been tremendously impacted in the Hope Merritt area, as well as in Metro Vancouver. Do not come. The roadways can't take it, and there are rules against it now. So there's help coming. Food were okay. Medical supplies were okay, Roy. Essential vehicles are going to be able to fill up gas all the way to the top. It's just about reminding British Columbians we all have to do a little bit more right now. Cut down on your driving. Uh, consume 
and don't hoard because that gas is needed for essential vehicles. We have supply and more help is coming, but you know, it's, it's hard not to feel in a sense panicked, although our, our elected officials are telling us to remain calm. Uh, you know, everybody in this country has been through a lot over the last 20 plus months. And I think this is just another hurdle that we must clear here in BC. Yeah, I've exchanged emails with a number of listeners over the last few days. First of all, they're tremendously concerned, and uh, some of them have been trying to contribute and have done so. I received a, an email, very, uh, very interesting email from someone, from a listener who has uh, contacted the Red Cross and has yep. been able to dip into their piggy bank to help out British Columbians, and that is what people can do, of course. There are yep. various organizations that will accept funds, that will be and are assisting in British Columbia. The Red Cross is one of them. The SBCA in BC is another. There are many. Uh, but the question that I hear or see regularly, Richard, is where is this all happening in BC? A lot of us have a, a sense yeah. of British Columbia geography. We've been there. Many Canadians have driven the Coquihalla Highway during vacations, Parts of that highway, I understand, are going to require months of reconstruction, and we're heading into winter. Geographically, just how widely dispersed is the area of greatest concern? Yeah, so the Coquihalla is, in essence, destroyed. So it will take months even for a temporary fix. A full-time fix could take years. So people are familiar with that intersection, basically between Kamloops and Metro Vancouver. The other hugely significant point of damage is between Abbotsford and Chilliwack. So on the edge of Metro Vancouver, as you come into the city on Highway 1, that entire highway there is a lake. And there are issues there as well in Abbotsford. Yes, the water line is receding, uh, but there's a facility there that in essence is preventing water from spreading into a place called the Sumas Prairie. So that's in that area. As you approach the city of Vancouver, if you're driving, as you hit the signs and say, welcome to Abbotsford, it's that area there. Some of the most fertile ground in this country for agriculture. All of that area is flooded and they are worried that more flooding could come. Uh, and then there's also, if you go into the area, if you've ever done that route driving from Vancouver through Whistler and then into Pemberton, you head along Duffy Lake Road to Lillooet, there's significant damage there as well. And here on Vancouver Island, uh, the problems have been solved largely, but on the Malahat Highway, so if you're heading from Victoria to Duncan or Nanaimo, uh, the roadway heading into Duncan, there was significant damage there. The road was closed for a number of days. So a huge number of areas. Largely the north and most of the interior, aside from sort of Merritt uh, East, uh, is okay. But those areas that I described, those are the areas that are hardest hit and where, you know, the people who live there are most profoundly impacted. You know, people are still out of their homes. There's still high water levels. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done in the immediate. And then the long term, there is billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars worth of work that still need to be done. Yeah, this is just stunning to hear. And uh, the British Columbia, this flood is perhaps going to turn out to be Canada's most expensive uh, natural disaster, and it's going to require all hands on deck. And that's not only in British Columbia, but from coast to coast to coast in this country. There have been some incredible stories, though, Richard, about individuals yeah. engaging to simply help yeah. because help was required. Yeah, amazing stories of you know, people flying in a Gurdwara based in Surrey, flew in food for days to Hope. Hope was the community that, you know, people were stuck in because the roads all around them were uh, blocked. And so more than a thousand people were stuck there, people bringing food. There have been incredible, incredible stories of heroism of people saving animals. You know, we've lost Roy, thousands of animals in this. 
But you see the video and the pictures of people saving other animals, their own animals, livestock. There has been, I think it shows the greatness of Canadians that in our toughest times, so many rise up and provide support. And so, you know, the storm came at a pace that no one has expected. And I think that the generosity has also come at a pace that no one has expected either. Uh, it is going to be a long recovery, and BC is much appreciative for all the people that are helping financially. And the province continues to say we are going to build back better as we get out of this. But there's still a lot of assessment of the damage that has to be done. Yeah, Richard, thank you so very much for taking the time to talk to us today. And uh, I'm confident this country and the people of this country will be standing shoulder to shoulder with our British Columbia family members. Absolutely, and I'm sure they will. And it's always very much appreciated here from BC. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.